Welcome back to Five Songs or Less, folks. Uh, Amanda's here, my wife. Cash money. Cash your money. I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) Okay. Like I'm Italian, like Dante. Is he Italian? Yes. Uh, You met him in person. You saw him. He's carrying pizzas around and stuff. (laughs) He's going to love that when he listens to this. He was carrying pizzas in one hand and a plunger in the other. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I need to find a better spot for this water. Anyway, hi everybody. We're talking about Radiohead. Amanda's never heard Radiohead before, so I, I gave her five songs. Can't believe you've never listened to Radiohead. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, we were talking about our five favorite Radiohead songs. Or maybe just... Five songs we like a lot. It's probably hard to pick five favorites. Yeah. Yeah. It was really hard. But I I had suggested this idea um, mm-hmm. based on my uh, listening of The Ringer Verse. Um, oh, really? Or, well, The Ringer. Yeah. The Ringer Verse, but also, um, oh, The Big Picture. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Big Picture, they tend to do like top five. Um, Films, whether it's by a director or um, genre or things like that. So um, that's where I got the idea. So then when, because it could be that one of our top, one of our five, like if my number five might be your number three. Mm -hmm. So we would talk about it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Things like that. But we'll see. You you didn't listen to Jimmy Eat July? No. No. No, I did not. I'm assuming you mean your own podcast that I'm currently on. Yes. I've not listened to a one episode. Did they, so on one of those podcasts or whatever, did they talk about Radiohead or it was just like... No, they, no. I want to do a top five thing and we both like Radiohead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was... No, it was never music. Okay. I don't think. I mean, maybe they have one about film scores, but I have not heard that one yeah or good a good soundtrack it's always yeah. we could do a top five soundtrack they, they probably do i just i don't listen to every single episode of the big picture um, but clearly this audience whoever's listening will now know the type of podcasts i like to listen to yeah yeah more film. professional podcasts more, more film television <laughs> than music yes let's let's get right on topic i'd say uh mostly because i I didn't think of anything to do before we start talking about Radiohead. So, oh, I have a, a Oh, you question. do? Yeah. What? Well, I Come and prepared. I figure we could talk about our introduction into Radiohead. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. And it's on topic. Exactly. Yeah. I was a, a straight B minus in school. Straight, so. straight B minus? You, were, you got better <laughs> grades than that. <laughs> I bet you were B plus and above. Uh, maybe it depends on the subject. Sure, sure. Oh. There goes Gertie chewing on a cardboard box. Gertz, do we got to give you the boots? Gertie. It was like, boots. 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 She's getting it. Puss in boots. Um, I don't, I don't know if I have a really good origin story with 
origin story yeah. here when you became a villain <laughs> <laughs> with Radiohead. Do do you have a good origin origin story for Radiohead? I just meant like when you first heard it and stuff. So yeah, first yeah. heard them. Well, I mean, I remember. Okay. <laughs> um, I was a freshman in high school. Um, I think before that I had heard Creep, but I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just on the radio. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it was when the Benz came out. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure I saw the video for Fake Plastic Trees. And, yeah. And I got the album and became obsessed. I loved the Benz. I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was hooked. Yeah. Um, I can even, I can think of myself listening to to my um, <laughs> CD Walkman. Yeah, Discman. <laughs> my Discman, yeah. Skip resistant. Yeah, but maybe. I don't know <laughs> if it was that fancy. And uh, in uh, my freshman English class. Um, wow, not paying attention in English class. Well, it was before this, the class started. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But uh, trust me, I, could, I would not be able to do that. The, the, the teacher in that class, Mr. Dunlop. Um, he was a real Dunlop? <laughs> yeah, one of my <laughs> memories of this guy was him telling us how essentially our uh, uh, slang was just ridiculous. Because oh. he was like... In, my mind kicking it is this and he walked over to the waste bin and started kicking it what a jackass and I remember just sitting in class thinking like I get that I'm young but I don't I don't think this is going the way you think it's going (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah I wasn't the best English teacher um but yeah I remember also talking about Radiohead in that class with um, fellow classmates. Hmm. So yeah, that's, what was that, 95, I guess? 94, 95? Yeah. Oh, I didn't write down when these albums came out. I did for, for me, but I actually don't have any of the Benz. You don't have I anything know. off the Benz? I, I do have an honorable mention. Of, okay, give me your honorable mention off the Benz. Um, 95, yeah. Was it 95? Okay. Um, hold on, let me get to my... Oh my god, I was like listening to the song Cheeks by Only Fire. What? <laughs> Sorry. I, just, I don't know what any of that means. I was, I was watching an interview with the actors from Hot D. Uh-huh. Um, the one that plays Allison and the other one that plays Rhaenyra. And they were talking about songs and that was like one that she, the one, the actress who plays Allison, Olivia cook or whatever pulled that song up and i was like oh what's this song and then if you haven't listened to it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil it just go and listen to it it. (laughs) cheeks anyway so for me um my honorable mention from the bends is bulletproof ellipses i wish i was (laughs) which i don't know i feel like that is this this whole album is just so teen (laughs) Mm-hmm. It just really, I think, just really speaks to the teens. But, I mean, I also love the, you know, Angsty Just. It's another mm-hmm. one on there. But honestly, like, I love every song yeah. on this album. But in terms of, like, top five, 
Couldn't take anything? Yeah, it just got, well, it just kept getting edged out. Sure, sure. So, anyway, but, so you don't have a memory of, like, when you... Not really. They were kind of around because of MTV, because of Quad, uh, the radio station out here, and because my sister, like, my sister listened to them. I don't think we had any CDs. Whoa, I, I like, whistled. I don't think we had any (laughs) CDs until... Okay, computer came out maybe. Hmm. Um, I they were like an MTV band for me because their videos are so fucking rad. Like the videos from the Benz, mm-hmm. like even that early on, Pablo Honey. Like I don't, I've listened to that album once. I think uh, like Creep is really good, and I think there's some other good songs off of it, but they didn't really come into their own for me anyway until the Benz. But see, I I would argue. They come into their own with OK Computer. Sure, yeah, yeah. They become Radiohead at that point. <laughs> I think uh, the Benz was definitely a departure from Pablo Honey, you know, but barely. And then mm-hmm. OK Computer was. Yeah, yeah. The future. The future. <laughs> the, the first album I remember getting into. And like waiting for its release and being really excited about was Kid A. Mm. That was the first one that like made me kind of just fall in love with Radiohead. Mm-hmm. And before that, they were just a band that had some really good songs on MTV and on the radio when I when I did listen to the radio. But they weren't like a huge band for me until 2000 when Kid A came out. That's interesting. I guess I, I did not. I would not have thought that. Yeah. Yeah, like ninety five for me. Yeah. That was just. Uh, it's like. I don't know. That's really. They were just one of those bands that was that was around, and I liked them, uh, and my sister liked them, and my parents mostly. My dad just thought they were weird, especially <laughs> once. Well, if you were Kid listening a came to around. Kid A, yeah, yeah, I could see that. So yeah, it wasn't until Kid A, and then I became an instant fan with Kid A, listen to every album except for Pablo Honey. And then it wasn't till it wasn't till like King of Limbs that I they finally released an album that I wasn't into. Mm-hmm. I don't really like that album. Moonshade Pool, I think we've listened to. You maybe have listened to it more than I have. I have. Yeah. I, I, I mean, remember that, listening that to it a bunch when it came out. like induces tears. It's a for me. <laughs> yeah. And it's that's a good just album. Musically, from... I don't. I mean, I think maybe the lyrics are are, are touch me in a way too, but mm-hmm. without. But it's like physically, I just like. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's that one, Moonshade Pool. I remember listening to it a, a few times when it first came out, but I've not really gone back to it. We'll see if it has any songs off of it on your your top five. Spoiler alert! It Ooh, does. You're not supposed to spoil things. <laughs> <laughs> you could cut that, I guess. <laughs> Did you have you ever seen them live? I've never seen them. Yes. You have? When? Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Um uh for In Rainbows, mm, I yeah. believe it I was at the Greek Theater. I wanna say it was two thousand seven. That I, makes I, sense. Or maybe it was like in between albums or something. Like um, in between In Rainbows and King of Limbs or something? No, maybe it was in Rain. It must have been in Rainbows. I mean, I'd have to like Google that or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was at the Greek Theater. 
um, with Chris. Yeah, had a good time. Cool. We both had a really, he had a really good time too. Not like a huge Radiohead fan or anything, mm-hmm. but he really enjoyed it and yeah, was happy he 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 went with me. That's cool. I don't know why I never heard it. They've they've come around. I've had some opportunities. I think they played in Santa Barbara when I lived in Santa Barbara, mm. but I didn't I didn't go. But I don't know. That's that's like my life story. Like after a certain period of time, it was just like oh, I should probably go to this, but I don't. Well, I feel like you go to smaller shows. Yeah, that's sometimes. your choice, and I think that that makes sense because those larger shows, I mean, they're expensive. Yeah. And during that time, I mean, that was like a splurge mm-hmm. for me. I did not go to very many shows. Mm-hmm. I remember my uh, one of my roommates was like went to like so many concerts a month, like yeah. ones that would be over thirty dollars, you mm-hmm. know, like into like the fifties. I mean, granted, that seems cheap nowadays, but, yeah. you know, then when you're, you know, in your 20s, like, working that's, a minimum... That's nothing. I mean, that's that's a lot. Job. Yeah, minimum wage job and having to pay rent and all this other stuff, and then that's just a lot to have to yeah. spend for a show. But smaller bands and stuff, when you, yeah. $10 is a little bit more affordable. Yeah, I would do that a lot more, but I remember going to see Bjork in San Francisco. You went to that too, right? Mm-hmm. That was like $50, and I was like asking my <laughs> <Yeah>. mom <laughs> if they would buy the ticket for me because I was like, it's so expensive, but I really want to go. That was another one that was, uh, Bjork was around the house a lot because of my sister, and another one my dad just thought was weird. Mm. Oh, love me some Bjork. Yep. I guess I just must have had just like cool friends or something because, uh, I mean, I'm the oldest in my family, but. Yeah, well, I also. We listen to. I had multiple years where uh, I had multiple years where I was, you know, too punk for anything that wasn't oh, punk. Oh, that's right. I forgot you told me about that. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, I wouldn't pay attention to, you know, popular music in the late 90s for the most part. Or not even the late 90s, because by the late 90s, I started to, because that's when I got, you know, 99 or whatever, started listening to Radiohead and. Bjork and all that other kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just had those stupid punk years where I was like, I only listen to No Effects and the Suicide Machines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the elitism. Yep. <laughs> yep. It was pretty dumb. <laughs> I'd like to see them. I mean, I don't think they're technically a band anymore. I mean, they put out an album not that long ago. Uh, it was 17. 16 was Moonshape Pool. Means nothing. 2016. No, what, I think... Th- what's this one? That's Kid Amnesia. Is that just like... Kid Am- Amnesia? It's Kid A and Amnesiac and then a bunch of like B-sides and stuff. Okay, sort of like a... You know, something they had to put out because of their contract or something? Or <laughs> maybe, I maybe. I don't know. I really want to get it, though, because... I've actually not listened to it, so... I have... Kid A and Amnesiac, but they're both 10-inch records, and and this one was released as a 12-inch. So it would actually fit on the shelf nicely. Not have to be in my stupid 10-inch record box. Anyway, would you like to start, since you've already spoiled half of your playlist? (laughs) Half of it? (laughs) I'm sure. We can go with our number five. Number five. Oh, yeah, I need to... I, I was listening to my playlist on the way to take care of my friend's cat today and I rearranged it. Mm. Same songs, but I was like, no, this is in the wrong order. 
So I need to rearrange my notes really quick. But yeah, you can start with your number five. Oh, cat! Cat <laughs> really wants in here. Jeez Louise! I can move the box and let them in. Do you want? Should I do it? Yeah, I suppose. We'll see how that goes. Okay, so my number five is Paranoid Android. my number it was my number four mm-hmm. but now it's my number two. Oh wow okay you had it real high up there yeah i mean this is a definitely um a mainstay it's um evergreen it's it's always going to be an important song but also album because it brings me back to high school and everything mm-hmm. um i can again like i have the sense memory of like being whenever i'm listening to these songs where I'm at, but I can remember living in series. And, uh, yeah, really, and, like, just listening to this album on repeat, but Paranoid Android is one of my favorites. Like, just from the very beginning, it has that sort of, like, you know, Android boop, boop, boop in the beginning and stuff. Yeah, the count-in is very cool, and it's it's so rhythmic and cool at the beginning, like, right from the start. Mm -hmm. Even the little boop, boop. Boop. It's like an unexpected boop. Yeah, yeah you know? I know. Because like, it's not like sticks. <laughs> One, yeah. two, three. I mean, I I couldn't help but think of like R2-D2. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but, totally. Uh, maybe that's another thing. Also, I love uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, mm-hmm. which uh, Paranoid Andro- Android is from. Marvin, the Paranoid Android. Marvin, Paranoid Android uh, from that book. She's really goofy. Gertie's thinking about our audience. <laughs> That means she's licking her butt. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a classic. It's epic. It's over six minutes long. I think of it as like a three act play. Yeah, yeah. Um, ly- lyrically, there are some standout lines. I mean, from the uh, you know, from all the unborn chicken voices in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have the timestamp for that, but oh, we can figure it out. And uh, that was—I didn't know that that's what he was saying until I was looking at the lyrics for this song like yesterday. Are you serious? I, th- I thought he was saying <laughs> all the unborn, unborn children. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, and also when he says uh, "What's that?" Mm-hmm. on the chorus or pre-chorus or whatever, I always thought he said "What's there." Hmm. Which is not that different, but and then my my favorite is um, this line here. I'm gonna play it if that's okay. Mm-hmm. When I am king, you will be fast against the wall. Is 
Um, I just, I love that. I love that, you know, because, like, who hasn't had that feeling of, of you know, because I, I ultimately... That's a fantasy. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm, let's look, let me look at it from my my perspective. If this were me, I, I'm never gonna be king. <laughs> and, um, but I, I'm going... just, you just need to move to England and then start <laughs> hanging out around where the where those princes hang out. <laughs> I don't mean it like necessarily like that, but a person in charge um, to I don't know smite somebody mm-hmm. or whatever. But like I like this idea of like when you see an injustice injustice and you want to. Just injustice, my yeah. god, I can't talk. <laughs> and you know, it's like you think, okay, well, when when I'm in charge, you're gonna be the first one to go, mm-hmm. and you know, whatever you think does not matter. Yeah, so I just love that. Um, that I mean, anyway, that's my interpretation. I don't know, mm-hmm. he maybe meant nothing at all, <laughs> I don't know, but um, there's just again so many good like anti-capitalist like sort of tax the rich kind of vibes in this like yeah. this is also a really great line here too yeah the whole kicking squealing gucci little piggy mm-hmm. um which i don't know maybe you didn't know or, i didn't well, <laughs> i didn't know that's what he was saying <laughs> Goodness. No oh, idea. I was actually was gonna say maybe you didn't know what Gucci was. But... I know what Gucci is. Um, I'm not a Philistine. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I also um, really like um, the way that Tom York's vocals are. Just the, um, I don't know how to describe it other than, you know, just the the feeling behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then I like how this, that part is like, you know, the whole like, come on and rain down on me from a great height. And it's sort of like slowing down. And then it goes into this layering effect, you know, with the, that's it, sir, you're leaving the crackle of pigskin, mm-hmm. the dust and the screaming, the yuppies networking, and then some just the panic, the vomit, like this idea of that, like the anxiety that's being induced and just the disgust of what you're seeing happening and not really being able to do anything about it. Yeah. Um, because, you know, whatever the situation is, you're lower than. Again, it's you can't be king, but if you were... <laughs> You would cut off their fucking heads. <laughs> and then, of course, I love the, you know, ruckusness of the ending. It's it's uh, it's so very revealing and gritty. Um, I don't know, like just like the anger in your head or whatever coming out. But then I also love that there's the, the mix of electric guitars and the like sort of ray gun like blaster yeah, sounds yeah, it sounds like and yeah laser or yeah yeah and i just uh i just love all of that
all, it's a headbanger. It's a headbanger. It ends with a headbanger. Um, it's a rocker. So, I mean, what else did you have to add to, to that? Um, like, why you chose it as your... I mean, I, cho- I guess I should say I chose this as my number five just because it's... Um, this, again, it's like when I was listening to the, my picks, this one was just kind of getting edged down a little bit. But, mm-hmm. I mean, a top five is a top five. <laughs> yeah. This is just a, a classic Radiohead song that is like undeniably a Radiohead song, mm-hmm. you know? I think it was my only choice off of OK Computer. Um, and that's another thing that I did for my playlist was uh, I just picked one my favorite song off of all the albums slash eras that I like because I consider Kid A Amnesiac to be kind of one area. Mm. Um, and then In Rainbows has like two albums involved because um, it has the second disc that was uh, with the special edition or whatever. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there's like five albums of, of Radiohead that I really, really like. Um, and so I just picked my one, one favorite off of all five of those for my tops. But it kind of it was lower on the list because it it is just kind of that classic Radiohead song, almost a normie pick. But I think uh, Karma Police might be more of a normie pick. Off normie, of, yeah, <laughs> goodness. Off of uh, OK Computer, I it, okay, but also like I I don't like that because I think if it, if a person Karma Police would be their their top. No, and then... that's totally fine. <laughs> I'm just saying because it's. It's a bigger song. It's it's like the big uh, song that more people are aware of. Like f- when, uh, for me, when before I discovered Kid A, or before Kid A came out and I became a big Radiohead fan, uh, I only liked the, the Normie songs, and that was totally fine. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with being a Normie. Oh my goodness, I just... <laughs> I don't know if I like that descriptor so much about about Radiohead. Like, I just don't think of Radiohead as being a normie type band, regardless. I mean, sure, but sure. Um, you know, it's not like you're. Well, I suppose they still have their big singles that are that would be considered the normie songs, like Creep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, look, it's okay, everybody. If you like Karma Police, yes, it's okay. it's if you like Paranoid Android, that's your number Police. one. It's a great song. <laughs> it's a good song, but in because I've never really looked at the lyrics of these or like sat down to to pick them apart or anything. The more I listened to it over the last few days, the more came out of the song, and the more I noticed that it's like this six minute rock opera kind of thing Mm -hmm. where uh, it starts as this kind of like awesome rhythmic, almost dancey kind of thing. And then starts, it turns into a total rocker and then just kind of falls apart when it gets into the, um, the rain down, rain down part, the song just kind of like falls apart and then turns into something completely different. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I was reading that, a big, big inspiration on this song or how how Tom York and the, the band see this song is kind of like a bohemian rap city, which I thought was funny because <laughs> okay. we were just listening to that yeah, yesterday. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, I get I, 100%. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, that is so right on. <laughs> yeah, because that song is that way too. Like it, mm-hmm. it, if you just listen to it, it, it all makes sense together and stuff. But if you actually like pay attention uh, to the song, like, it's like two totally separate songs or three separate songs or mm-hmm. whatever. 
Um, and I like that about this song. And so that kind of really pushed it up for me. And then like listening close and paying attention to all the layers on all of the songs that I picked and like every Radiohead song has so many like layers of little things happening that you don't really notice unless you're like sitting there like, okay, I'm going to listen to this song and only pay attention to this song, Mm -hmm. you know? So, so that's interesting because for me growing up um, and having the CD and I would always try and find the lyrics if it didn't already exist like in the booklet mm-hmm. um and i would really i would spend so much time i would with other bands just you just didn't yeah do just it. didn't do it with radio which is wild to me because i just feel like lyrically they're yeah you know it's like i don't know at the top but yeah but you know whatever i mean but also musically though too so i i mean so yeah i suppose mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could see that you're just really just paying attention to the music. Also, yeah. you play music, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, so I do have a few timestamps as well, some of which I think you might have already played a little bit of, which is cool. Um, but I really love this part here. Let me get it set up here at 49 seconds. absolutely love his voice Mm -hmm. all the time he just has the type of voice that i would like strive for if i was a singer i just love that the note on what's what's that is that what he says what's Mm -hmm. that or what's there (laughs) when he says what's that the word that is just kind of flat for a while and then he starts doing the vibrato right at the end and he does that all the time Mm -hmm. like him and then the dude from muse who i i would always say just sounds like tom york but i don't yeah anyway i just i love his voice i love that part of the song because it's slowly starting to build up there uh, and it's got that little refrain of what's there and then the robot voice or what's that whatever he says um and it's got the robot voice like real subtly in the background it's saying i think it's saying like my name is or it's something saying something about I'm paranoid android. a paranoid android. Yeah, or I'm, I am paranoid android. Or I don't know. Something yeah. like that. But yeah, that part is is really, really cool. And then um, a little while later, at 202, you kind of played a little bit, I think. Um, but I just love the little the uh, glimpse of this riff that, that comes in. Just right there, kind of, uh, just a little before that. I'll probably space it out a little better when I drop the song into the episode. But because that little riff, the dun 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 dun, dun just starts right there. Mm-hmm. And I love how subtle it is at first. It's just that acoustic guitar, and I think the bass is following it too. And then it it slowly becomes the main riff of like the rock part of the song. Mm-hmm. And I just love how they like introduce it. And then kind of like slowly build it into the into the music. It's really really great like songwriting, and then um, more music stuff. So this is my main focus on a lot of Radiohead. Is like I love it when they play this part. No, I'm glad though. I think that's good. Um, 
then the fucking the lead guitar that comes in here is on the rockin' part is great. timestamp i guess because we already played the end of the song but i i love the guitar lead i love that fast fast tremolo picking i assume it's uh johnny greenwood doing that i don't actually know Uh, oh it could be the other guy too i always forget about their other guitarist (laughs) which i don't even know his name um i don't know i i know johnny and colin uh Colin Greenwood, and then uh, there's Ed O'Brien. Oh, Ed Ed O'Brien's the drummer. And then Philip Selway. Or is Philip Selway the drummer? Oh my god. I don't know. Anyway, the other guitarist. Some Radiohead fans we are. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But anyway, I love that fast tremolo, and then it's got like a cool like lead riff, or lick, or whatever you want to call it. And then the song falls apart, like I was saying. Like it just kind of like deteriorates into a completely different song. Mm Mm-hmm. With the like ominous like oh mm-hmm. yeah it's so fucking it's like rad. it almost becomes like this um, sort of uh, I don't know like you're in a church like, mm-hmm. with like um, uh, I don't know what do you call them like monks or whatever yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> or yeah. like almost like a Gregorian chant <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah it's it's a really fucking great song I I appreciate it a lot more now than I did you know three days ago or whatever. And so that's why it went from so four that's why to it, it, two. Yeah, it bumped up to number two. I just think you can't go wrong with yeah. Paranoid Android. So then what is your number five? Speaking of normie-ass picks, my number five <laughs> is... The green plastic watering can for a fake Chinese the song that I learned how to play on guitar uh, and probably annoyed the shit out of my parents with uh, coming from my bedroom uh, in 2001. I, play, I played the song all the damn time. I don't understand why you don't have your guitar with you right now. Because I don't remember how to play it. Oh, bummer. It starts with an Divorce. A, I think. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, would, uh, it would also sound weird because all of my guitars are drop-tuned now. For all that doom playing? For all that metal. Anyway, Fake Plastic Trees. I guess it didn't make it to your list. It did not. Is it an honorable mention at all? Well, I mean, the Benz overall. Just in like, general, was I mean, an honorable my, mention? My honorable mention was from that album was mm. Bulletproof. I wish right, I was. Right, 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 right. Bulletproof ellipses. <laughs> I, yes. I don't know what it is about this song. I love it. I think it's fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's got like uh, the end of it is iconic sad boy Danny 
lyrics with, uh, oh, if I, if I could be who you wanted, if I could be who you wanted all the time. Like, I was just like singing that voice cracking in my bedroom, being sad. <laughs> and I really love the video for this song. The video is really cool where he's like, really it's these bright, bright, vibrant colors in that the um, supermarket or whatever. Mm-hmm. The whole like comment on capitalism in this sad, like sort of love song or whatever it is, is very cool. There's a lot of really cool layers in this song too that you don't really notice because like the acoustic guitar and his voice are so like strong and prominent that it's it's almost hard to hear like the organ in the background and the synthesizer in the background and the drums are like so light when they finally come in. In fact, I'll play let's play 117 when the drums finally come in. She lives with Yeah, like the drums come in and it is sort of like a, it's not quite a drop. (laughs) It's like a sort of drop or whatever. And it doesn't get super loud, but that first hit with the, with the crash at the same time, Mm -hmm. uh, I shouldn't have grabbed a bubbly. I'm just burping a lot now. Uh, With the crash at the same time, just it, it feels so big for a second, but then kind of like comes back down and stays uh, stays in this kind of low place until about 228 that's when it really gets bigger his voice like climbing there mm-hmm. and then that electric guitar hitting in at the same time uh, as the drums it's, it's really fucking cool uh, and I, I loved playing that on the guitar I really liked the whole he used to do surgery for girls in, for the, girls 80s, in the 80s but gravity always wins <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I remember that like mm-hmm. you know thinking of plastic surgery and stuff in the uh, in high school, and, mm-hmm. and that still, I still think of that line because it's true. Like, yep. well, I spend all this money because no matter what, gravity always wins. Yeah. <laughs> and then just a couple lines at the end that I really like. I really like this this part here. lead into that too I, I forgot I time stamp a little early because I love the like guitar lead that's happening in the background of that part mm-hmm. and then I can't help the feeling I could just blow through the ceiling it's such a great fucking line especially to a you know 19 year old or 20 year old however old I was uh, it's just so fucking great and then the part that I mentioned earlier Oh, 
It's so good. <laughs> it is. It's a good one. <laughs> it's a. It's like a. It's very nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the bends for me is just mm-hmm. very nostalgic. Which it feels that way to me too. Even though like it, I didn't really get into the full album until later. Mm-hmm. But it's still like the singles off of this one are probably why, because the. I just remember watching those videos and hearing them from my sister and stuff too. But yeah, that's my number five, Fake Plastic Trees. What is the number four, Amanda? Saw falling into place uh, from In Rainbows 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, um, anyway, but like one of the things that I wrote is that it's a bop. It's, it's a, bop. a bop. So for me, this song takes me back to my 20s, walking to the bars to pregame mm-hmm. before going, you know, going to press club or townhouse or old eye to. Dance, 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 which I have that timestamp. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear it. So yeah, I just thought I love I love the song. I love um it's just uh it's really fun. Um of course lyrically it's it's really fun. I love the um, just as you take my hand, just as you write my number down, just as the drinks arrive, just as they play your favorite song as your bad day disappears. Mm. You know, like it's yeah. sort of like something that you, um, again, working those minimum wage jobs or whatever, and then you go and... Tower books. And then you are a little destructive, you know, with your body by... Yeah. You know, consuming... Filling it with poison. Alcohol. And, um, but, you know, that there is, you know, some lightness there, too. But then I, I like the, um, because it's, you're no longer wound up like a spring before you've had too much. Um, <laughs> because that reminds me about, <laughs> like, you do all of this, like, you have this really excessive good time. Mm-hmm. And then you come home and then you're puking in your kitchen sink that's full of dishes <laughs> that's not oddly specific at all <laughs> where you first actually spit up a little bit in your hand and then you're like oh shit <laughs> we your friends <laughs> are sitting around watching you it's good times yep yep anyway but there's just uh yeah it's just really really fun um i should have written more timestamps. what did i write here there's um, the opening lines culminate to, uh, you know, as your bad day disappears, um, it's all fun, but not sustainable. So then towards the end, there's the wish away the nightmare. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of like just being like hungover or, yeah. or puking in your or sink. Or puking in your sink. But, you know, the, it's just, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun because the, the beginning, he just sounds so... 
kind of like monotone, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like he, he's building up to that. And then it's just like, you know. You gotta, you gotta pause it before you, you I'm talk. sorry, I'm sorry, I get up, <laughs> but I just get into it and I'm like shaking my body, you know? Because again, it's that, it's this whole like lead up where it's, um, like again, he's all like monotone and then all of a sudden the beat goes round and mm-hmm. round and then it's like... It builds he op- up and then he opens up his voice. He opens voice. up, yeah, and then it's because the the alcohol is a flowing. <laughs> Again, this is just my take. I'm yeah, not yeah, saying yeah. that he endorses this or anything or the band does, but but I, don't, I mean, it's just like fun. It just reminded again. It reminds me of just that like mm-hmm. chaotic feeling of like being in your twenties and letting loose. Yeah. Um, but then also maybe taking a little too far because yeah. you're still in your twenties. <laughs> I really love the drums on this song, but all of In Rainbows, it's very like, it's very jazzy, like the, the, um, hitting the ride like that. It's just kind of always there, always kind of swingy or whatever, swingy, jazzy. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it does have that very like dance vibe, even even though he's like kind of mumbling his way through the first first half of the song. I mean, it really, it's just like, Tom York? It's like I'm so bored being yeah. here, but then you let loose, yeah. you know, and then uh, yeah, it's a dance party. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, this was my sort of my yeah my uh, my bop that yeah. I, yeah. I included in here. Um, that it's funny because I didn't I didn't actually think I was going to choose an In Rainbow song. Really? I know. I just was like because I was I was like I have to do the bends. I have to do the bends. Mm. But then I was like picking my favorite in Rainbow songs. And I was like, oh, no, it's got to be this one. Yeah. And yeah. that's like what edged out mm-hmm. um, a bends. Yeah. But yeah, that's my, my yeah. in Rainbow. So I'm assuming you did not have. Jason I don't have this song. I do place. have a song off of in Rainbows. Uh, we'll get to later. Okay. Well, then uh, what is your number four? My number four off of Hail to the Thief. From 2003 is 2 plus 2 equals 5. Lukewarm. Are you such a dreamer to put the world to rise? I love this album. This was the one where I could not immediately pick one song off of this album. I had three that I was that were battling it out. Mm-hmm. Two plus two plus five. Uh, Mixinatosis. And uh, what was that? Sit Down, Stand Up. I love this fucking record. I'm still baffled that like, I guess when it came out or something, like critics didn't like it or somebody didn't like it. I just remember hearing this and being like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? This album... I mean, this is like my top album. Is so fucking good. For sure, yeah. I, It's really hard for me to pick a favorite album uh, because I love this album front to back, but I love In Rainbows front to back. This, yeah. I love Kid A front to back. I mean, there is a lot. I, I mean, of course, I love Radiohead, 
but for me personally, mm-hmm. Hill to the Thief is my number one yeah. radio. I can hands down 100% say it's, that. Because the thing that's really great about that album is they took what really worked on OK Computer and they took what really worked on Kid A oh. and did a really good job of blending it together mm-hmm. to where it's got like the 90s rock feel yeah yeah but it's still got like the weird electronic stuff stuff, in there too i just it's such a amazing pairing it's so good Mm -hmm. i love every song from the very beginning to the end it it was really hard for me to pick one from this album um so you did not pick two plus two i did not pick that one but that i mean it's an excellent song Mm -hmm. 133 is my first time sample on this one let's hear that Something that I really love about Radiohead, and and it's kind of come up on every song we've been talking about so far, is they're really good at that uh, push-pull, quiet, loud kind Mm -hmm. of thing where they will be subtle, subtle, subtle for like the first half of a song. And then uh, they're really good at jumping up, Mm -hmm. but then also being able to come right back down really quickly as well or just staying loud the whole time they're really good at at going back and forth with those kind of things Uh, and this song has a lot of that but here's an example Just that it comes out of nowhere. Like you can feel it building in mm-hmm. that part. It's like Hitchcock. But yeah. <laughs> it's just waiting for that bomb to go off. It's just waiting for that bomb. <laughs> You're just waiting for him to say because. <laughs> and then it's it explodes into the rest of the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this isn't one that like goes back down much. But I just love that. The, the subtlety of the first half of the song and kind of slowly building. Uh, and then just exploding at that part. It's funny because like. Uh, I knew this song was very, like, very political, very much on, on the Bush years, topics, mm-hmm. things like that, because when it came out. But, I, of course, I never paid that much. Like, I've never really sat down with Radiohead lyrics for some reason. Um, so I was sitting down over the last couple of days, and I was first just reading the lyrics, and I was like, oh, wow, this still really works today. Like, the mm-hmm. the lyrics on the beginning of the song, uh, you're such a dreamer to, uh, to put the world to rights. Uh, and then when he says, uh, I'll stay home forever, where two and two always makes up makes up five. It read to me like uh, he's playing a character of like a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> that's like, I'm going to stay home where, uh, you know, my conspiracies make sense. And I'm going to be online where I have people that uh, agree with me and stuff. Uh, and then when the part I just played where it's talking about like the you're in the devil's the devil's taken over or whatever I feel like the devil is Bush or in our years it's Trump and all that bullshit Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not that like from what I was reading is uh, the whole thing is from like Tom's perspective of like you're not paying attention to what actually what is actually going on that, for some, yeah, that would have been my take. Yeah, but for some reason, I I just pictured that first verse in quotes as like him talking as someone else and then the rest of the song 
is listen up, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I could see it too. Like you're saying, if it, like um, you know, your description is very much sort of the QAnon or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in today, in like today's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or I guess even I mean I don't know, QAnon still around? Who knows? Yes, it is unfortunately. But like, yeah, QAnon or even like the fucking thin blue line shit. Yeah. With just complete blind denial. Um, or uh, vaccine shit too, but anyway, like I don't know. I really like that. It it makes a lot of sense for the time period it came out, but with a lot of political albums and political songs, they tend to make sense for a really, really, really long yeah, time. Yeah, they endure. Yeah, they really endure. I feel that way about every propaganda song. Here's here's this part. I love it. I fucking love it. I love the like weird maybe synthesizer thing in the background going. <laughs> um, and I just, I just love the like rhythm of it, the rhythm of his voice. Uh, and then the last one. But like, I love how it drops out. And then the brr, brr, drum fill back in is really fucking rad. This song is, it's such a great start to the album. It's a good, like, uh, I don't know, precursor or, like, thesis statement for the rest of the record. It's like, this one's not your straightforward Radiohead record at all. This is, it's kind of coming back. We're bringing back rock instruments again, <laughs> but shit's still weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I I really love this song. It's, like, short. I mean, it's three minutes, but it, it feels like two minutes. Because that first part is so quiet, and then the rest of it is just like a fucking badass rock song. Mm-hmm. It goes by quickly. But yeah, that is my number four. This was originally, I think this was number two for a while. Okay. Until today, and then I moved I moved things around. Or no, it wasn't. It was number three. What's shall, your... Shall we move on then to yeah, number what th- it, our number threes? So, my number three, again, I need to... Um, preface this with my honorable mention because like yeah, as you mm-hmm. said kid a and amnesiac mm-hmm. are um they came out back to back they're sort of you know volume one and volume two and so it was really tough for me because i really wanted to do idiotique idiotech idiotech i always said idiotech i always said idiotique but i yeah. have never heard it i've never by heard anybody anyone. yeah but i could hear it i could see it from either whatever um i guess you like, didn't pick idiotech i didn't <sighs> Linguists come into the comments. Let us know how uh, yeah. <laughs> phonetically sound that out for us. Anyway, I didn't. Um, I, it was on my list, but then I listened to Amnesiac in this song in particular, and I was like, I'm sorry, Idiotique. I'm so sorry, but this one is in my soul. Is Pyramid Song. Amnesia 
2001, Amnesiac 2001. Um, I guess uh, apparently I was reading that um, th th this uh, song was inspired by the Egyptian underworld, which that totally makes sense to me. I always um, interpreted this song as sort of a coming to terms with dying. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the, I mean, just the, oh, just the intro of this song, just the music, mm -hmm. like right away. I love that breath in. Mm -hmm. that he, I usually don't like hearing that, oh, the breath yeah. in, but like that, that one is just oh, so so fucking good. Man, I've I don't listen to Amnesiac. Like I wasn't a big fan of it because mm -hmm. I I was comparing it too much to Kid A, and I've come around on it, uh, and I like it as an album, but I rarely ever listen to it. So like I haven't heard that what you just played in so long. And is this the one that has like the clap? Yeah, in yeah, it too? I think so. Wait, no, 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 no. No, I don't. I don't think there's a clap in it. Um, I know what you're talking about. Though. Yeah, what song is that? It's another really slow song, and the clap is like unexpected. I feel like that isn't that one on Kid A. I think that. Oh my no. god, why can't I remember this song now? You're gonna. It's gonna bother me. Let's listen to all of the Amnesiac right now. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so. Again, um, I mean, the, obviously the music is just so beautiful and sad, but in a way hopeful. I know mm -hmm. that, like, because I, I remember when I was younger listening to this, I'm thinking about because it, you know, starts with I jumped to the I jumped to the river. What did I see? Like as if this person is, you know, trying to kill themselves. But that's not. You know, as I have listened to it throughout the years, my interpretation has changed mm -hmm. um, into more about dying, like you are dying, um, whether that's from a sickness or something that's like where you're realizing it's coming, um, but you are still aware. Mm -hmm. And then as you're going, you know, there's um, the music makes it frightening yet comforting because then so I have the the awe of it so in this timestamp here so a moon full of stars and astral cars um sort of the awe of of leaving this mortal coil mm -hmm. um and then uh, the familiar, though, as well. Oh, and his singing, too. It's yeah. just so melodic and beautiful. But the familiar, because it's, you know, your all my lovers were there with me. And then there's that whole sense of the unknown. 
But then in this line, there's the comfort of knowing. All the past and and futures they're all there like you you see it all so there is mm -hmm. there you don't have to have that sense of unknown and then the relief there was nothing to fear, nothing to so nothing to fear nothing to doubt there's this um haunting simplicity throughout the song but it's still very complicated, of course, mm -hmm. um, musically, uh, uh, yes, and but then even with the lyrics, like, um, because as human beings, we recognize that we live and we die. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a that sadness there, but, um, but yeah, and it's just very beautiful. There, I think something I read had had a. I don't know exactly if this is what they're talking about. I'm gonna assume that it is, but that shuffling sound in the end um mm -hmm. which to me this the ending of this um makes the like the the piano and the strings but then the shuffling sound makes it otherworldly mm -hmm. um sort of like the soul ascending is kind of what i hear I don't know, just that ending is just, mm -hmm. again, very otherworldly. It's something we don't, yeah, yeah. You, you won't know mm -hmm. unless you're dying. Anyway, yeah. but, um, I mean, we do because we hear the song, but it's, uh, <laughs> again, in, in my imagination, mm -hmm. this is how it is. But yeah, I just, um, I love that song. It's one, I mean, immediately, as soon as I hit play, I was like, bye-bye, you, tactique, whatever. Yeah. I, I love you. I love dancing to you again. You're like at that bop that has like some really fun lyrics for sure. But Pyramid Song is my mm -hmm. number three. That one is always just going to oh, like, you know, gut punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in the beginning, mm -hmm. it's it's more, um, like I said, mournful, yeah. and then it's there's that break. I don't again. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's what that would be called, where there's a build up, and yeah. then it becomes, I don't know, jazzier. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if, um, and so that's like kind of in my opinion, like where we kind of go musically, where it's because in the the first part of the same lyrics is feeling mournful, and the second mm -hmm. part is more. I guess like inspired or mm -hmm. in awe. Um, I don't. I, maybe hopeful, but yeah. um, even though it's, I just mean musically, lyrically, it's still the same. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so yeah, what was your number three? My number th three is probably a song you didn't pick because you. I mentioned that 
In Rainbows has a disc two. And you never listened to disc two Mm-mm. of In Rainbows? So I couldn't remember what the deal was with it, but it was uh, the like special edition that you could pre-order came with a second disc with an not quite an album's worth of songs because there's like eight songs, but two of them were just like short little instrumentals. I don't know why they didn't just release that as a whole thing. I really hope that when it comes to 10 years, when did In Rainbows come out? 2007. 2007. Uh, so it's been 10 years. So maybe at 20 years, they'll release like a special edition with both LPs. But anyway, there is a song on that record called Last Flowers. It's mostly just him and piano. Uh, I was reading about it because I remember hearing from somebody that I worked at Dimple with that a lot of or many of the songs from the from In Rainbows uh, were have actually been around for a long time, uh, and this is one of them. Uh, this one's been around since the OK Computer uh, era, and it was. I think it was uh, maybe going to be on OK Computer, but didn't work out. Was uh, gonna be on Tom York's solo album, but he decided not to use it. Uh, and so I finally came around on um, the beast, uh, the bonus disc or whatever of mm-hmm. In Rainbows. I only ended up with three timestamps. I love In Rainbows so much. I remember just downloading it as soon as I as it went up online because that was the whole thing with that one. I remember mm-hmm. where it was. You could avail- you could download it for. I think it was like, or it was pay what you want. I think or pay what you want. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I paid a little. I think I paid ten bucks or something like that. And this was fucking like revolutionary at the mm-hmm. time, uh, and it's really fucking stupid because I remember after that happened uh, at Dimple, uh, you could consign basically literally anything because this is ridiculous. You can con- you can you know make music and taken into Dimple, not anymore because they don't exist anymore, but you could take music into Dimple, you had CDs, and they would sell it. And then you'd get a certain percentage of what they sell it for or whatever. Somebody somebody literally burned uh, in rainbows onto a CDR, put it in a case, got like, uh, it was um, graph paper, and they typed out Radiohead in rainbows, and it said on the back, like, Radiohead doesn't want you to have this, but we're selling it anyway or something like that. And we literally sold that at Dimple. <laughs> oh my God. Because the CD didn't come out until yeah. like January or, or something mm-hmm. like that. I can't remember. And so like I would hide those because I thought it was complete bullshit. <laughs> so like I, would, I saw those on the shelves and I was like, yeah, these are going underneath here because nobody's... That's fucked up. Like, you can't fucking do that. But anyway, 
Dimple's out of business, like, everyone. Oh, it, it, like, the person still got the money, so they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, like, I just really like that. And then I don't remember how I got the the bonus disc. Is probably I probably downloaded it or something. Because um, I didn't buy the special edition box set. Because this is when I was still working a job where I couldn't afford things like that. Yeah. You know? So That's probably why I didn't have it. Yeah. I just bought the cheaper version, but um, didn't have the, the goods. The but anyway, goods. I love this song. I was listening through In Rainbows, and I was like, oh yeah, the, the cool, the bonus disc is on here now too, on streaming, and so I was listening through those songs. And just the first lines of this song came on, and I was like, oh fuck, I forgot about this song. And it just kind of maybe the same reaction you had to Pyramid Song. Um, Which I think is funny that those are, these are both our number threes then, yeah, that yeah. we had that reaction. That's true. Our third, our threes. Um, this was my number two for a while, but it got moved. But yeah, let me, uh, I'll play here 55 seconds. And I can face the evening straight. You can offer me escape. Houses moving, houses speak. If you take me there, you'll get relief. 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 Just the. the that line, I can't face the evening straight, just, I don't know, it messes me up for some reason. I really, I really love that line. Uh, and then the chorus where he's just singing relief over and over again and his voice isn't quite hitting the notes and it's like cracking a little bit. It almost sounds like an emotional crack though, instead of like, I can't hit the note. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... The piano is just fucking gorgeous throughout the whole thing, especially on the chorus there in between. Because he says relief, relief, and then there's a slight break, and then relief, relief. And just in that little break, there's like some flourishing on the piano. And it's, oh, God, I love it. I wonder, this sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if maybe they played this live. Possibly, yeah. When I saw them. Yeah. Um, But I'm not 100%. But that does sound very familiar. Uh, let's play. Oops. Okay, so I played just played two of my timestamps. So I'll do one more. The the end of this song. just so 
fucking rad how much they can do with a piano, acoustic guitar, and voice. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much, <clears throat> so much happening in that song, and like the acoustic guitar is quiet, so it it almost is there just providing a rhythm to to the piano, and just those last lines of it's too bright, it's too powerful, uh, especially in the days when this album came out uh, when I was really struggling with depression and stuff like those lines just really struck me because it's it's sad because he's saying it's too bright it's too powerful but at the same time being bright and powerful is something really good you know Uh, depending on what's happening so it's almost I don't know it depends on how you interpret interpret the words because I've always interpreted it as such a sad thing or an overwhelming thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. You know, that if it's something can be um, bright and powerful but overwhelm you mm-hmm. to where you have to close in t- into yourself and yeah. cover your face. And That's what it always made me feel like just this this uh, weight of depression and anxiety and stuff like that is just so powerful and I think I really focused on the word powerful um but it being bright at the same time is I don't know it's an interesting like juxtaposition almost or something or different ways to think about the lyric yeah because it could be that things are going well all around you and happy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you can't experience it yeah but yeah that is that's the one I picked I absolutely love that song um because I did this I did it very like gut instinct for most of these songs, which is why like I didn't go listen to Amnesiac because I was like, I'm not going to pick anything off that. I already know what I'm picking off of Kid A. Um, so we're just going to leave it at that because I count that as one era. And then I was like kind of picking around in Rainbows. I was like listening to it a little bit. But then I got to this song and I was like, okay, I'm done. Like this is the one off of this album that I kind of forgot about. But it's just so like striking to me and kind of takes me back to when this album came out. And like you were out like dancing and having fun with that other song, but I was like being a sad <laughs> boy. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I think, I mean, I think <clears throat> there's some, uh, a lot of like kind of bops in, in Rainbows. Yes, like even there 15 is. Steps is, uh, yes. is a bit of a bop. <sighs> Fucking. As soon as I, I pushed play on this album and that song started, uh, I immediately thought of Twilight and it made me so mad. That makes me so happy. <laughs> what are you talking about? It ruined the song for me. No, absolutely not. <laughs> it's It feels so weird at the end of that movie. Like I It does not make sense. Love it. I love it. <laughs> you go off 15 steps uh, showing... Um, Oh, what's her name from the... She's the the villain, you know? And she's like badass, like, yeah! <laughs> I love it. That's... Give it to me. I... I'm sorry. Radiohead endures. Twilight endures. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, you need to, to... I guess, you know what this makes me think? Rewatch. Oh, God. You need to find the appreciation. Oh. Nope. Nope. <laughs> It will happen. How about we talk about your number two song? <laughs> You've got two more. I've got one more. Um, my number two Z is 
Burn the Witch album, A Moon Shaped Pool, Don't remember. I've listened to that album like twice. Oh my goodness. I love me anything with witch references. Uh-huh. Um, anything that makes it seem spooky, Victorian, Wicker Man esque. Give it all. <laughs> like, I can, there's the, the witch from, you know, the that movie from 2015 mm-hmm. in there kind of vibes. There's also Midsommar, even though that hadn't even come out yet when this <laughs> Like, I could, I'm like, ooh! Like I'm loving yeah. it all. M- mainly, it's the um, the plucking of the string en- instruments that really create that vibe, which I just, I mean, oh, I love it so much. Yeah, I, and I don't know what makes that bassy kind of like it's a cello, I think. Sound. Oh God, I love it. Yeah. I just love that like, yeah. like that comes in. It's just so heightened, mm-hmm. like the anxiety that's there. Uh, oh, I also had listed um, The Others as another um, ref- movie reference. I mm-hmm. can't help it. I'm always referencing the movies <laughs> to music. I also really liked um, what, I apologize if I'm pronouncing this name wrong, Spencer Cornhaber of The Atlantic wrote that the album makes the most sense when heard as a document of wrenching oh uh, as a document of a wrenching chapter for one human being um and so i just kind of feel like this song Mm -hmm. kind of sets that tone Mm. um it's uh you know i think it's lyrically i suppose it's probably simplistic there could be an argument for that but Mm -hmm. i i do very much you know I, i love I love that though. I mean, it's very much um, talking about uh, when you're sort of that mob rule group think mm-hmm. um, you're all against one person um, without really stepping back and, and asking why. Um, so, you know, there's uh, you just stay in the shadows, you cheer at the gallows. But I also really like this line here. And then, of course, just the burn the witch, red crosses on wooden doors. I mean, it, again, it's it's all it all feels very like not hard, not not very hard to interpret, but mm-hmm. um, but still, I love it. And uh, red crosses on wooden doors would mark you as um, a potential witch. And yeah. then if you float, you burn, which is of course ridiculous because. If you don't float, you drown. Mm-hmm. So you're dead either way. Yeah, and then the whole abandon all reason, avoid all eye contact, do not react. So yeah, I just really um, love this song. Uh, I think it's a fun little ditty, mm-hmm. um, but it's also dark. You know, I, I guess somebody had written that the song um, was kind of more poppy, 
But hmm. I, I feel like maybe, but it's like foreboding. Yeah. Because it's, it, there's this, again, it's that heightened anxiety that I feel when I listen to the like beginning. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, 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 yeah. Um, uh, I also really love this, the end part, so I'm going to um, play that. Mainly that instrumental part. I just yeah, didn't yeah, want to yeah, miss yeah, any yeah. of it. But yeah, that it, that last instrumental section is just, just so witchy. Yeah, it is very, very witchy. Um, and scary. Mm-hmm. And she don't make it out alive, folks. <laughs> um, that's that's kind of how I, I take it. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, the song. It's interesting though because I also. I feel like it, like, yes, it kind of, in my opinion, kind of sets that tone of, like, wrenching chapter. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like it's almost a little out of place in the in the album, too. But it's not like the album has to be, like, one story or whatever. Yeah. But um, to a certain degree. But I, I still love it as part of this album. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really love the video. <laughs> Have you oh, seen the video? No, oh my gosh, it's so it's really good. I highly recommend. Hmm. Which is definitely a Wicker Man reference vibes oh, yeah. there. Um, but uh, anyway, I um, although in the video the guy gets away, hmm. so maybe it can end happily. Yeah, maybe. maybe the witch does get away. Maybe. Um, so I don't know. Anyway, sometimes you witch in. The witch. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't. Maybe I shouldn't spoil this. No spoiler. This. I, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it came out in 2015, <laughs> so you know there is that scent in the end where you know the witches win. So, which, yeah, like I kind of love that. So, anyway, okay. that was my that was my number two. That's your number two. I have to revisit that album. There's a lot of good songs on there, so I do recommend. I think it's also one of those ones where you need to like. You know, have it on the AirPods. Mm-hmm. Really just, sit with it. And sit with it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I suppose, again, like, if you're going to have, like, a poppy song on that album, this is the one. But it's not like I would... If that's a poppy song I on know, the album. I know, I know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like, there's not really... It's a. It's more um, a wrenching chapter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it, that's, I really like that um, descriptor. So, um, hmm. but yeah, I, I, that's... Um, which is funny because, like, when I w- we were going through um, separately, obviously, to yeah. pick our f- top five, I, d- I would not have thought I would have chosen this one. But as I was, like, listening and re-listening, mm-hmm. I was like, no, this is, like, high up for me. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway. I feel like, too, like, it's interesting because your, you know, your top fives can really kind of show what type of Radiohead fan you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what stands out for you. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and I mean that for anybody. Sure. Um, so, what's your number two? Uh, we already talked about my number two. It was Paranormal oh, Android. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. So, all I've got what's left is number my number one? one. My number one. I instantly knew what song it was going to be.
is the song Idiotech. This is the Radiohead song that I will just pull up and listen to at random because I fucking love it. I love the electronics. I love the beat. This was the... Kid A in general, but really Idiotech, was the first song that... The first album that introduced me to the wider world of synthesizers, to modular synths, and what you can do with those. Um, because I was already kind of into synth because of like the Get Up Kids and the Anniversary, like these emo bands that use Moog synthesizers. But that was a very basic level. And it wasn't until Kid A came out that it like opened this whole new world of like all these different ways you can use synthesis. And I, re- I remember watching them on Saturday Night Live and seeing Johnny Greenwood down on the floor, like <laughs> with the you know the three foot uh, little modular synthesizer, just down there making the beat, mm-hmm. just down there doing his thing, and I was just like, my mind was like blown at just watching him do this, and the uh, the other the bass player or the guitarist I can't remember who is playing the other little keyboard that's doing the the main like keyboard riff at the beginning. And uh, just uh, Tom York doing his weird ass dancing with his his giant watch on. (laughs) That their Saturday Night Live performance for the Kid A era is just so iconic. And I remember watching it. I can't remember if it was the night it came on or if it was DVR a thing. I don't remember. But watching it and the song ending. Because the song ends very abruptly, and uh, Tom York just knocks his microphone down, and my dad being like, "This is weird," <laughs> <laughs> just not liking it at all. Oh, that's like so your dad though, yeah. just be like, "This is weird." It's weird. Just, just yeah. very silent, like very just quiet. really quietly. <laughs> yes. So weird or whatever. <laughs> but oh, I was, I was just. In awe. In awe. I was in love with this. And then uh, I had like I had the video and I still have it on my hard drive of them doing this. It's not on YouTube for some reason. Like it was, but it's not anymore hmm. of them playing SNL. But there was another video. Uh, it was like a BBC session or something like that. But just them in the studio playing this. And the um, it's just so cool to watch. I love... I've never messed really with modular synthesizers, but I just love the idea of like building a rhythm or building the sound mm-hmm. uh, by you know unplugging things, plugging them in other places and stuff. Uh, and this just really Kid A really opened up the world of that kind of stuff to me. And this is the song that really says electronic Radiohead, mm-hmm. you know. For me, like, so many other songs are great. Like, National Anthem is so fucking good. How to Disappear Completely. The other Radiohead song I used to play on guitar. This was really hard to... That one, too, because I was uh, going back and forth. Yeah, this... I fucking love this album so much. I I love how weird it is. I love that it's still... Like, people say that that they got rid of their rock elements, but it's still kind of a rock album. Mm-hmm. Just with a lot of electronics mixed in. So yeah, I just, there's so much about it that I absolutely just adore. 
going to do a couple little times. I love how repetitive and chanty the lyrics are mm -hmm. throughout the whole thing. But it's really like uh, this part right here where the song really like take grabs your attention. Sage coming line um and i just uh, i don't know there's just so much about <laughs> like the way he sings this song because mm -hmm. normally his his singing voice is so like uh so beautiful or mumbly or whatever but this one is just like i don't know i feel like he hasn't done this voice before and since. yeah it's a little like um almost like not that he's yelling, but it's like higher up or mm -hmm. something. Um, yeah. I also really liked um, We're Not Scaremongering because yeah. um, when this came out and that I heard that line, I uh, didn't, I've never heard that word before. Mm -hmm. And so I looked it up and I was like, thank you, Radio Hunt. Yeah. Thank you for teaching me yes. what scaremongering is. <laughs> and then, uh, then we got to hear all about it in America, thanks to Bush from Scaremongering. Yep. And then the chorus is really fucking great too, so let's listen to the chorus. I don't know, this heart this it's almost hard to pick out specific parts. Like I didn't write down any timestamps because I was just like the entire song. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Zero, zero, zero to, you know, four, whatever. Like, mm -hmm. this song is just so fucking great. And like I said, this is the one that I'll just get the urge and like, I want to I listen to Radiotech and I'll just listen to this song and then go listen to other things mm -hmm. or listen to this song a couple times, you know. It stands out on the album as like the song that is like electronic and dancey for me. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I would I would agree with that. I really like um, the who's in who's in bunker who's in bunker. Mm -hmm. um, I other lines I I really love this part here too. <laughs> until my head comes off mm -hmm. I'll swallow till I burst it's just uh interesting lines that are mm -hmm. <laughs> um like the opposite of what you would think it's like you're you're gonna um kill yourself by laughing until your head comes off yeah. or swallowing yeah. until you burst which also makes me think of like you can do that with by drink over drinking mm -hmm. water <laughs> mm -hmm. um I don't know why but like I remember when this song came out and listening to it too um I remember thinking Titanic <laughs> because of the image of the of Kid A album cover, and then because the 
women and children first and like who's mm-hmm. in a bunker. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It made me think of like the bottom yeah. of the uh, of the Titanic and. Um, <laughs> You know, because when he sings like Ice Age, I just was thinking the melting glaciers yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And this again, I can't help but always think of like movies. Apparently, yeah, so yeah. much with of my music listening is tied <laughs> in with that. Yeah, so I'm sure that that's not the case. But um, anyway, yeah, because then he talks about like mobiles squirking, squirking, like squirking, <laughs> and mobiles chirping, take the money and run. Um, which uh, I feel like goes into sort of this. Um, well, I think it's very, maybe, and uh, maybe I'm wrong. Environmental, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think, uh, and I think like it we're is. too busy with our mm-hmm. new electronics and things like that to really be paying attention and, yeah. um, and like oh, that's just scaremongering. But no, it's real. It's like that movie um, that just recently came uh, out. Don't look up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, but I, yeah, this is a. A great song. It's mm-hmm. a classic. Yeah. Again, it's another one of those like mainstays. It just yeah. It was almost on my top five. I just uh, it would have been my number three probably, but it just got edged out by. We could, if you want, watch on here the SNL performance. Oh okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's probably been so many years since I've seen this. Oh, it's so pixely. (laughs) I downloaded this in 2002. Oh, my birthday. Oh, yeah. Shit. (laughs) See, it just... Mm -hmm. It just blows my mind. This that guitarist, uh, the other guitarist, just looks so nineties all the time. (laughs) Got that Dean hair. Yeah, he does. Almost. Well, he kind of gets more side part. Yeah, I think Johnny Greenwood kind of does too, but. 
Yeah, 100% yeah. he does too. Oh yeah. Just the rhythm on this song is so fucking rad. So how it's kind of chaotic still, but it the the drum rhythm like comes back to normal or whatever, mm-hmm. and the little keyboard plays. What's yours, Amanda? My number one, like I said, is from my number one album, mm. Hail to the Thief, uh, mm-hmm. 2003, is Where I End and You Begin. Mm. and 1997 are too far apart but you know I again like we've talked about or you had talked about like how this um, album is very much like sort of a response to the political environment that was happening in America and I would even argue abroad UK and Mm -hmm. stuff but um, yeah so I found this quote supposedly from Tommy York I don't know exactly where it was from Mm -hmm. so you know, grain of salt, folks. But I do like it where it says a lot of the record is about that frustration and powerlessness and anger and the huge gap between the people that put themselves in control and the people that uh, allegedly voted for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that's what I wrote. That, again, I think that's what that word is. <laughs> I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> So I felt like this song very much encapsulates that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But there's so much about this song that I just love um, musically as well that I apologize that I can't necessarily describe in musical terms. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) I fake it. So your girl loves a sci-fi moment. Mm -hmm. And I love that intro because of it because yeah. it is just very sci-fi mm-hmm. um and then you know the guitar the drums all that kicks in yeah um and then it's just like you know you can 
start moving moving to yeah. moving to the groove. It's a really good groove. Uh, the, their drummer, I think it's Philip Selway, is the drummer. He is so fucking good, and I just I love his style because it's not boom boom ba boom boom ba. You know, it's very swingy and jazzy mm-hmm. and yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever paid that much attention to it, but just listening to all these songs today, like uh, especially like OK Computer on, like he's just got a very kind of unique style for a quote unquote rock band. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think every bandmate brings totally. a cohesiveness to uh, every song mm-hmm. that, um, and it's unexpected. But it works all so well. Yeah. So, uh, so that I really love that beginning. I also uh, marked this um, timestamp as well. I'm sorry for the so where the the lyric where he says, "I'm sorry for us, the dinosaurs roam the earth." And my take on that is, I'm sorry for for us, the people, mm-hmm. because who's in charge are so out of touch. Yeah. Uh, so far removed from the people. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I'm, of course, the majority of them are all white dudes. Mm-hmm. And so that's, like, how I took it, and I uh, really like that. I also like this thing, idea, too, that, you know, dinosaurs have small brains. <laughs> <laughs> and so do the people who are, you know, yes. in control. Yes. Uh, and, you know, that there's this sort of disconnect, you know, where I end and you begin. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, in, in the beginning, he talks about the gap mm-hmm. where we meet, uh, a gap in between, a gap where we meet. Um so I really in, enjoy that. I really love the lyrics in this song. I was reading some people like interpret this as a love song or a relationship song, which I guess I see that too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where I almost feel like it's like a relationship that's not working, mm-hmm. um, though. Uh, but again, that's why I kind of look at it more from a political yeah, standpoint. Yeah. the sound um invokes this melancholic sci-fi dystopia Mm -hmm. um that i i love so much i just i don't know what is making that sound but um the like kind of whiny synthesizer mm -hmm. sounding thing yeah yeah synthesizer i guess um kind of sounds like a theremin but i don't think they use theremin so maybe something that but i think it mimics it um yeah another Initial draw um, for this song, of course, I'm going to connect it to a movie. Yeah, of course. uh, Is the Fifth Element. (laughs) So it's one of my one of my favorite movies. Um, And so when this album came out, and of course I love every song in this album, but that this song in particular Mm -hmm. really like you know struck me. 
because of those sounds, those sci-fi sounds, mm-hmm. the, the sort of sadness um, that's coming from it. Um, so, yeah. And I also really love, though, the sort of that sadness, though, and the juxtaposition with the, this, the ending. because this is the continuous continuation of that break where mm-hmm. it's like that sort of you know whiny like mm-hmm. the sci-fi-ness of it or whatever but then you see like the you know rock sounds are kind of like yeah. overtaking it yeah which i i think is again in, in my mind is um important so i'm going to continue to the very end so mm-hmm. like i was saying like important to the story is what i mean mm-hmm. um because it's like as if nothing left to lose so there's going to be an uprising you know not i'm not taking it literally as like cannibalism but um <laughs> sure i suppose you could as well but uh that you know they're gonna take you down and then there will be no more lies yeah. like there's a revolt now um and then but then so it's like you know, that comeuppance or whatever of the people. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I'm thinking like, yeah. it's very Orwellian, I guess. <laughs> but, um, and then uh, just this like instrumentally, this instrumental ending. Yeah, it's very unsettling. So it's so unsettling, mm-hmm. like that, that um, where there's no... I don't the sound it's mm-hmm. um very eerie and it makes you question the success is was it a success um or was it sort of all destroyed in the end mm-hmm. um and now it's just desolate and empty that's kind of how I interpret the song I think it's pretty clear that I love stories yes. <laughs> within yes. the, within the songs um that I can kind of grab onto mm-hmm. uh, whether it's mo- mostly when it's lyrically and musically mm-hmm. which i think radiohead in my opinion does very well yeah i mean this is a reason why i love tori amos so much as well mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so uh so anyway i just that's that's why my top yeah i'd say definitely is a, a song that resonates and even today that album as well um I love it so much. There's just so many elements that kind of merge together and that are just so Radiohead. Yeah, yes. For me. So there you go. That's that's that. That's That's our top fives. That's our top fives. I thought we were going to have more overlap. So did I. But then as I was like picking mine, I realized, no, we're not. Yeah. (laughs) Because at one one point I, I... had looked down like toward your phone and I was like, Oh, she's got idiotech on. All right. 
No. I know that was like in the early yeah. early stages. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean that's Radiohead has such a like wide variety of like types of music that they make and they have so many albums, so it's hard to like really narrow it down. If we did one album, maybe we would have had more overlap or something. Oh, 100%. Of course. I'm sure we would have. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. This was cool. We got to do this with more bands that we both like. Yeah, because we do like a lot of the same things. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's interesting that. Because like, so what albums then did you choose from? You chose from. Uh, uh, the Benz, OK Computer, Kid A, In Rainbows, and uh, Hail to the Thief. Yeah, so like a majority of your picks were from earlier era mm-hmm. um so that's it seems very you yeah yeah uh, i just haven't spent i didn't like uh, uh king of limbs uh i've gone back to it and i still don't really care for it very much um i think it's got a couple good songs i think that came up at one point in since that album came out where like I heard a song individually by itself without mm-hmm. the full album, and I liked it more. Versus listening to it as an album, I didn't really care for it. Um, I don't know. It's been a few years, so maybe I'll try it again. And, yeah, and I, like, I listened to it um, not that long ago, and I feel like I enjoyed it. But you know, it is definitely not one that sticks out to me. So I suppose mm-hmm. that maybe it is. Yeah. Um, One thing I did want to say, too, is I always really loved Radiohead's artwork. I thought the mm-hmm. Kid A, like... The little, little bear thing. Character thing was yeah, so goofy. Yeah. And and it was like that sort of like Arctic hot pink. Mm-hmm. Like it was that I was... I'm still here for it. Still love it. <laughs> Very recognizable. Um, I also loved uh, the artwork for Hail to the Thief. Yeah. Um, just so good. Um, so... Yeah, I really do um, appreciate their uh, album covers. And yeah, I feel like, too, I want to watch more of their videos. Because mm-hmm. I don't think I really watch as many, um, you know, because at the time I didn't have MTV growing up as often. Because like, sometimes we would have cable, sometimes we wouldn't. Yeah. So there were some that I did miss. Um, especially from like the Kid A amnesiac era. I don't mm-hmm. know that I've seen any videos from there, so... Um, well, we can do that tonight. Yeah, yeah. While, um, we, while we eat some uh, dessert. Yep. Some uh, some frozen yogurt, that mochi place or whatever. Or not mochi place. What is that place that we got the frozen yogurt with the green tea? Oh, uh, Urban. Although, is it probably too late? It's probably too late. Dang it! Dang it! Menchie's is probably still open. Any hits. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, We're going to go make sure our kids are still alive. (laughs) Bye-bye. Four is uh, off of King of Limbs. No, dummy. Off of. <laughs>
I was like, whoa, I thought you just said you that was your least favorite album. Editing that out. <laughs>